Welcome back to Magnifying Together. This is Josh Hodge. We're in episode number 18 of Remember Now Thy Creator Podcasts. One thing and everything. On June 3rd, 2017, a man by the name of Alex Honnold scaled the cliff face called El Capitan in California's Yosemite National Park. Big deal, you might say. Uh, yes, it is a big deal. At least for him and his rock-climbing peers. For Alex, he didn't just climb the wall. He climbed this wall after having dreamed of doing it for over 10 years. He didn't just climb the wall. He did it in under four hours. Now, to give you perspective, it took the first person to climb that same wall 45 days. Today, it takes the average climber three to five days, where they have to sleep in cots overhanging the drop. You see, Alex didn't just climb it. He climbed 3,000 feet of it. That's well over half a mile. That's two Empire State Buildings high. He didn't just climb it. He did it after waking up at 4 a.m. for months, training for hours, every day, preparing physically. And not just physically, but mentally. Because this wasn't just a standard climb. This was a climb without any human assistance, or out without any ropes, without any safety precautions. And it was a completely vertical wall. This was just Alex in the cliff for four hours. And after 20 years of climbing different rock faces, he would summit this rock face, Al Capitan, as the first person ever to do so as what's called a free soloist. In other words, no help by people and no help in any way, no ropes, no safety equipment. He remarked, that it was the greatest day of his life. He achieved this because not only was this the one thing he focused on, it meant everything to him. He wasn't trying to conquer anything else but this, and he did. Now we all reach a point in our life where we become responsible for so many things. And it doesn't seem like there's one thing. It seems like there's a thousand things. You got to drive here. You got to drive there. You got to get a job. You got to practice for your interview. You got to write a resume. You have to figure out what, what's my career going to be? What school am I going to go to? Where do I live while I go to school? Where do I live when school's done? What relationship am I in? Am I going to get into a relationship? How do I fill my responsibilities? My ex parents expect this and they expect that. Oh, and then there's the truth. And sometimes the truth can get lost in all of that. We can isolate all of these individual things, and it seems like a thousand things, or, what we can actually do is choose the most important one and let everything else revolve around that. So what should it be? The truth. 
the truth. The truth. Think about it. If it is the truth, and the truth is our one thing, and that one thing means everything to us, then everything else just takes a subservient role to the truth. There isn't a thousand things. There's just one thing, and everything else happens to fall into place based on that one thing. Thus, all the different responsibilities in our life may very well be necessary and a part of who we are, and they make up our day-to-day -day life, but we can think of them as many parts of a whole, many parts of our, our life centered around the truth. So what's our one thing? What's your one thing? Now, there are three verses worth discussing in this regard. There's probably lots more, actually, but we're going to refer to three. Here's number one. Our Lord was in the house of Martha. And she became frustrated at Mary because she sat by the feet of the Lord listening to him. And Martha was busy and distracted trying to make all the meal preparations. Martha was solely focused on the preparations, not what the preparations might do to help center everyone's focus around the Lord. And so Christ had said, Luke 10, 42, but one thing, here's the one thing, one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. And the Lord Jesus Christ was that one thing that was everything to Mary. Now, it wasn't that Martha was completing an, wasn't completing an important role. It was that she forgot the greater concept context of what she was doing. Hospitality is no doubt something that the Lord Jesus would commend, but not in place of spiritual food, not in place of, of what he could teach, and not in place of him. So, what's the one thing from this verse? The Lord Jesus Christ was the one thing that was everything. Here's the next one. Psalm 27 and verse 4 says, One thing have I desired of Yahweh, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of Yahweh all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of Yahweh and to inquire in his temple. God dwelled between the cherubim in the most holy place. This is where God communed and communicated with the people. But really... For us today, we should think that God dwells in people, in the hearts and minds of faithful believers. And where are they, where are they found? They're in the meeting halls, right? Is that the one thing that is everything to us? To dwell with other faithful believers? To be with those in the truth? And, and ultimately, this verse is talking about the kingdom. To enjoy the beauties of God's kingdom we have to make sure that our one thing is the kingdom and that the kingdom is everything to us. So that's number two. To dwell with God and to be with fellow believers now and in the kingdom is our one thing that should mean everything to us. Now you might say we're already... At two things, not one thing. But these are really encapsulated under 
the truth, isn't it? The truth is the one thing. And when we go to these verses, this is just helping us put into context what the truth is and what it's all about. So here's our third one. Philippians 3 verse 13. Paul says to the Philippians, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. What's he's re- what is he reaching unto? It's reaching for the resurrection. It's reaching for perfection. That's, that's what we get told if we read the context. And Paul says we can't be overwhelmed with the past entanglements of this life and all the distractions and the things that pull us away, the sins that have buried us. We've got to focus on the one thing. So what is your one thing? What's my one thing? This question we have to ask ourselves. And if, if we come up with the one thing, is our one thing everything to us and if it is then every other part of our lives will fall into place and revolve around that one thing now hopefully we can self-reflect and think about whether our one thing is the lord jesus christ whether it's those who he died for in the kingdom to come whether it's the truth Is the truth our one thing? And does the truth mean everything to us? And if that's our one thing, then our whole lives will revolve around remembering now our Creator. The man was desperate. He needed help. His life was miserable. He was a beggar. He sat by the side of the road. He was blind and all he had was a garment. His life depended on others. Yet no one and nothing could really help him except for his faith in the son of David. And it's this man's sight, not his blindness, that will be our discussion on the next episode of Remember Now, Thy Creator.